is up, everybody? I know you missed us. We missed you too. Tilted to Talk after its small hiatus is back. How you guys doing? What's up, man? It's good to see you, Dave. Oh, dude, it's been too long. It's been too long. It feels weird. Like we were I'm so used to seeing you every week, like talking to you every week, but taking that like three week break was uh I know. It's a little offsetting. I know. I don't know Once if it was a... would come around and was like, huh? Yeah, it's like uh, I, uh, you know, some might call it a vacation, but I call it a punishment. You know, I'm glad we're back. <laughs> I'm glad we're back. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, lots, lots been happening in the Fortnite world um, since we've. Kinda... You have no idea. Oh, it's crazy, man. Oh, I do. It's been a lot. Uh, but yeah, guys, this week what we're gonna do is we're gonna obviously take a quick look at the patch that just came out today, patch ten point four. Take a look at the combine that was announced today. That's kind of interesting. I'm actually excited to kind of. Oh yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, and then, as usual, getting to some hot takes. We don't actually have any clips this week. Uh, we're just going to kind of kind of do a state of the game talk and, and kind of talk about where we think everything's at and kind of put a cap, I guess, on you know the the last couple of weeks of changes overall and uh, and give you guys some insight there. And then, if you have any questions from the chat over the course of this episode, hit us up with those, and we will get those answered for you live here at the end of the show. All right, patch ten point four. All right. Uh, first things, irrelevant, limited time modes. Who gives a shit? Uh, weapons and items. Explosive batarang. So they added an audio visualizer icon. I mean, we probably even missed a couple things. Yeah, so, so. we missed this even coming out. We missed this and the shield bubble uh, coming out, which both things have kind of been altered a little bit. So how much time have you gotten to kind of mess around with these, and, and, and what, are, what have your thoughts been on them so far? I mean, from the clips that I've seen for these items, uh, they—they they, a lot of them feel like re, repackaged uh, other other types of items, other types of weapons that they have vaulted yeah. in the past. They kind of reskin it as something else, which is clever. Uh, I, you know, there's only so many ideas that they can really run through. That's why everything's getting so damn nutty. Yeah, yeah, you kind of end up in this state where you have to do some, like, really weird, crazy stuff uh, to just kind of come out of the box, and that's, like, to, to keep things fresh, I guess, but when you do that, then you kind of upset a lot of people, too. It's, like, a really weird balancing Epic act. Epic is trying everything to just make sure they can go around your wall. Like, instead of going through them now, they want to try and go around them. Like, like you ever see the movie Wanted, where the guy curves the bullet? Yeah, that, there's now a lot of weapons in Fortnite that you can name. Probably not even on one hand now that can do that type of thing. It's it's pretty it's pretty fun for people that want to get creative, and it's even more fun for people I think that want to troll a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of unfortunate because obviously you know Fortnite spent so much time focusing on building. Um, you know what? If you want to troll well enough, I had this perfect idea. They just announced recently, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to, but. The bots, the addition of bots coming to the game, was was that or was that a nod and out of season April Fool's joke? Am I, is this a real thing actually happening? I really hope not. Because I'm going to just walk around with no skin at all and just kind of like look around and like stare at the ground. and Pretend I mean, to be a bot. But the funny thing is, I'm, you're going to try and do whatever you can to act like you're an AI-controlled bot, but really... I mean, how is that any different than just being somebody who has never played the game before? <laughs> They're going to move the exact same way. Unless you were the Gears of War 2 bots, those things snipe your heads off across the map without even aiming down the scope. But, but yeah. 
Well, that's, that, that's where bots go too far, right? Like, because, I mean, you can just give them, like, a laser aim. Like, even some, like, campaign games, they do that. Like, the exactly. bots with the highest difficulty are just, like, almost unkillable. Like, they have more health, they do yep. more damage with their bullets, and they just don't miss. And you're like, how in the, like, how do I win? <laughs> what I know. Am I I'm, against I'm wondering how the bot characters in the future are going to be able to react to, like, things like this, like the Batarang. And now, now you have the shield bubble uh, bouncing off other players. Mm-hmm. When that's the when that that's a small change too. So now you can kind of you know if if you're good enough, uh, if you're lucky enough, there are, there are so many variables now that that adds into to plays, which a lot of people actually like the shield bubble, which is great great to see because when they've had a lot of things they went down a streak epic where people were just being negative, and the shield bubble has actually been used for a lot of a lot of good plays. I think it's basically their response to the storm um, or the. Um, the bottled storm that, that yeah. you could throw. I, mean, I, th- I think this is pretty much the better version of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty interesting item. I, I definitely like it a lot more than I've liked a lot of the other stuff that Epic has thrown into the game over the past, like, two months. So that's a win. Um, yeah. I just can't tell at this point if I like things because they're not absolutely horrific versus if I actually like them, you know what I mean? I know. It's I like know. a it's... really weird, uh, really weird state. It all depends on what happens first. If yeah. you get a kill with it first, you're like, mm, it's pretty nifty. I like this. Mm-hmm. If you get killed with it, especially like multiple times in a row, you're going to be on the I, forums, on Reddit, on Twitter, or doing what you, or, or just screaming, screaming at the screen, at the television. Yeah. I mean, I got a team wipe with the uh, airstrike thing. Like, I think that's the first day it came out or the second day it came out. And I was immediately yeah. like, this is stupid. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. I was Some like, these, stuff- these players are. Like, it just felt like they didn't even have a, like, it didn't feel like a fight. It just felt like a, oh, I can throw a grenade. I have some semblance of, like, yeah. I have some knowledge of geometry. Let me just chuck this in there. And, oh, look, I just wiped the whole, okay, cool. <laughs> well, you know you know those trailers that they release for certain items that they'll that yeah. get added to the game? Uh, like, in-game trailers to, to kind of promote them? Well, I, I've seen people complain all the time, be like, D- you know, that's not an accurate representation of uh, what the Battle Royale game's like, like playing Total Noobs in the trailer. But, I mean, honestly, for those, you know, items like that, sometimes those trailers are, like, the best version of those weapons because there's yeah. when you actually use them, they're not that great. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, obviously they make the trailer for cinematic effect and to display what it can do. It's like, you know, I always thought that criticism was kind of stupid because you look at, uh, yeah, yeah, like, right. you look at, like, League of Legends or something, when they release a new champion, they show you, like, somebody essentially standing still or doing exactly what you want them to do for you to get, like, the maximum effect of your skill or ability off, right? So it's like... They're they're there for illustri- illustrative purposes, not like actual real gameplay scenario. No. You know, they don't have that like fucking sentence in the bottom that just goes, "Oh, this is a real situation." Like, no, it's like for cinematic effect and to demonstrate like what this a thing or this item can do, which is important. Like, it, it's important to have that like perfect scenario in your mind when you're playing, when you're using something. So then that way you know exactly what you should be going for, right? Exactly, I agree. Um, they also unvaulted the bouncer. Now, this I actually kind of liked, because I liked the bouncer. A lot it's of people troll, have been waiting for this forever. Yeah, like, it's fun. Almost to the point where they forgot. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, I was one of those people, because I completely forgot this was in the game until I read it in the patch notes that they're unvaulting. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. I remember this. This was fun. Yeah, it, it, it used a, it for a while, it was the best way, uh, the best 
mobile tool besides a launch pad. Yeah. I mean, people are using it pretty strategically to uh, evade fights because you lose the fall damage once you get, uh, you know, go from the bouncer in any direction. Mm -hmm. But I mean, now with them being added, I mean, there's so many different additions to the game and the rift areas. I mean, it's this is going to be uh, really interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's getting it's it's well beyond the point where you know you have to read the patch notes for Fortnite because. You're going to wonder at this point, like, how the hell did I die this time? And it's like, oh, because the guy used the bouncer, went straight up in the air, and then shot right down to your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you definitely have to, like, actually pay attention to the patch notes now, which I think is good because right. if you are a player who pays that much attention to the game, like, you should have an advantage over players, like, day one or day two who are not reading the patch notes and not paying attention to what's going on in the game and what's been buffed, what's been nerfed, what items are available to you, etc. Um you should have some semblance of that knowledge for you to actually play, right? So I think that's good that you have to read the patch notes. Um, let's see, what else did they do? Uh, there were some matchmaking changes. I think they said that, uh, yeah, so you're apparently more likely to match people of similar skill, um, which is good. Because... Right now, I mean, I think this is something we've all been saying, right? Like, you need to have, like, a, some sort of matchmaking system that, like, makes it work. Right. Now, for, at least for ranked, ranked on Fortnite that people have been having their own method or their own version of for so long, they're going to probably try a bunch of different iterations of it i think um it, I, I imagine it changing drastically every season <laughs> which it'll go in theme with the game yeah yeah i mean i think overall though like the fact that they're actually finally openly admitting like hey we're gonna actually match you against people who uh are of similar skill level and as you get better as you get more wins you will play people of better like and higher ability, I think that's overall a good thing because right. I think this is going to solve the problem that Epic has been trying to solve. And I mean, we've had this conversation on the show before where, you know, we've said, why don't you just implement some hidden MMR, which just sounds like it's exactly what they're doing and is exactly what they needed to do the whole time. Like just put it so that those kids who are just starting to play the game can play other people who are either really bad or just starting to play the game and can get their first wins and can get hooked in and can kind of feel that excitement because it's completely, like, if you just picked up Fortnite or you're really not good at the game, there's no chance you're you're winning in a game against some of the players. who I'm not even talking about, like, top-level professional players. I'm talking about kids who just play this game five or six hours a day, watch some competitive and have, like, the ideas and semblance of how to build properly and, and how to navigate and all that sort of thing. Like, you're not going to beat one of those players. Maybe one in a thousand, right? Yeah. And there will be a couple of those players in your game. You're just not going to, the odds are, the math gets out of hand really, really quickly. You're not going to win that game. But by kind of grouping players together of similar skill level, I think it really works nicely um, to kind of give some of those players an opportunity to get their wins, which is what Epic wants, while not forcing them to add stuff into the game, you know, down the line that makes it so that competitive players really, really dislike it. Yeah. I mean, for for the way that the game has been, it's even if you have admitted or to the fact that, all right, the game is going to constantly be adding things, changing my favorite drop spots, doing things that are somewhat, in, you know, changing the integral parts of the actual game of Fortnite. Yeah. Even people that have admitted to that and, and are trying their best to 
to adapt their game around that or their game play and game style. I mean, it's, it's even hard for them because just, just even the people that are like ready for anything, because there are so many things that are now crazy variables. There's with, with the, how many different items now, uh, the, with, with the way that all of the different locations change and how that affects the end games. I've seen a lot of people that said, Hey, we thought there's not going to be any end games through rift zones. And there was a lot, a lot, of end games that were through rift zones that they had to actually hot fix for the game. So that's uh, a lot, a lot of things you have to take into effect because when things constantly get added, the game gets kind of bloated and things might break, uh, which, it, it, you know, it's good to add, you know, it could be the best for the viewership adding things right before an event. Uh, but don't do that. Don't do that. I, I'm, I'm saying if that's what their main motive is, it's way riskier that things are going to break. I mean, don't you remember yeah. when there was that tournament that all of those players, I think it was in the summer skirmish where all the players couldn't touch the ground. They were floating in midair in that, in that one yeah, zone yeah, yeah. that was supposed to just have low gravity. Uh, that was madness. And it was something that was newly added to the game. They have to make sure that at least, at least there's a small window before some of these things get imp implemented. I mean, that's all that uh, I think a lot of these players really, really want. They just want some sort of consistency that they can at least look forward to. You know? Yeah, well, even from a viewership perspective, I mean, like, it might be more entertaining for, like, a casual fan who tunes in if it's just, like, this wackiness is going on, but you're going to lose a lot of the hardcore competitive, like, the people who really like competitive Fortnite – because I think, you know, competitive integrity is such a big part of watching an event and, and being in tune with an esports scene or in, in tune with anything. Yep. And if it's just like, oh, these players just got in, thrown this thing like yesterday and they don't know how to deal with it. And it's just completely weird. And especially if it breaks the game, like that's a whole other level of awfulness, right? Because then that's not even what Epic has intended. It's just a bug. And then you're displaying a bug, which is absolutely not what you want to do. Um, yep. Puts like commentators in a really weird position. Uh, <laughs> been there yeah, myself that, before. That does, it's, it's, you, it's, it's kind of whatever you do, just don't, don't, don't draw attention the to the glitch. That's yeah. all you got to do, and sometimes it is uh, unavoidable. Yeah, exactly. So it puts your commentators in a weird position, and then the players get upset. They're going to be tweeting negative things about how this is dumb that this change came through. Like at least give players some time to adapt, right? So right. Um, that can kind of avoid some of that stuff. But speaking of rift zones. Uh, there's like Moisty Palms now and Starry Suburbs, which were not in the game. Yep. Uh, Clashing we... of uh, two locations, a former one and a current one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Moisty Palms, that is really, really weird. If you crouch, you turn into a prop. So actually, you can't really... Basically, what they're saying there is you can't properly shoot. Because if, yeah. if you crouch and turn into a like a prop, like you just all of a sudden are gigantic and you die. But if you don't crouch when you shoot an assault rifle or something like that, then you have significantly higher bloom levels, right? Mm -hmm. So it just feels really bad. I feel like they've increased... I, did we miss a patch somewhere where they increased bloom on some guns too? Because to me, it feels like whenever I use like an assault rifle or something, it just feels like the bloom on it is way higher than I remember it being. I don't know. I mean, it also depends probably if you haven't played in a while. Maybe it's just taken a while to get back to that normal normal feel. I mean, yeah. that's how I, I I feel that way a lot uh, for the game uh, when, I, when I don't play for a week, if I get busy, and then come back to it. So it, it could be something that comes down to that. And also, if if you're also talking about maybe jumping out of the prop and trying to shoot, it could be 
like somewhat to that effect that maybe the game's kind of dropping a frame or two in this in that spot and it's throwing you off so there could be a couple different different situations uh, for that uh, I, I mean the prop hunt to version of that area where you can turn into things and then just camp out as much as you can that's that's the best afk area ever it's awesome if you have to go get your food from uber eats if you have to go to you know hit the bathroom get a drink whatever you need to do just just boom turn into a toilet and you're just just sit in the middle of the street no one's gonna look twice at a toilet sitting in the middle of the street and you're good come, <laughs> come back in five minutes and then uh, as long as the storm doesn't hit you, you can just maybe catch somebody by surprise. Yeah. I mean, I think you got definitely got to practice your camouflage a little bit. I think I would shoot at a random toilet in the middle of the street, especially once you landed in there, that area like two or three times and you kind of know what's around, right? Yep. Um, but definitely inside some of the buildings, you can just sit there as a piece of furniture and people will not necessarily look twice at you, especially if they're not like a super uh, consistent player that really knows the ins and outs of like what this map is supposed to look like. And if you see an out-of-piece... How impressed would you be if you saw like a toilet in a bathroom, but you but a player knew that there was no toilet in that bathroom for whatever reason and killed that person? Like I would be yeah. super impressed. I'd be like, Just damn, you actually know. Yeah. yeah, you actually know every little piece of furniture that's supposed to be in that area. It's a good uh, idea then. Walk into a bathroom and then just pickaxe the toilet, turn into a toilet, and then yeah. take its spot. You're good. Yeah, I guess because you can just constantly like come out of crouch or like shoot or do something to like keep yeah. randomizing what prop you come in as, it, right? It so. is like a slight uh, delay on it like where with you have to change over so there there is that you can't i don't think you can instantly shoot out of it yeah yeah um starry <laughs> the uh suburbs uh interesting they just give you like shooting stars worth of uh shooting stars worth of beep, 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 beep. that's exactly it reminds me what of, yeah um i mean i guess it's kind of cool but like now everybody's going to land there because you want high-tier loot. So mm -hmm. my my thought is, you know, I haven't played enough games today to, to really, like, say for 100% certainty, but I feel like the drop is most likely very top-heavy right now. Um, everybody oh, yeah. That. Anytime there's anything new added, I mean, Gotham City, for God's sakes, I, I saw screenshots and it looked... It looked like tilted when it was first added to the game. I mean, that was just that's fantastic. It's the sky was. It, you know what it looked like? It looked like the sky from that movie Three Hundred, mm -hmm. uh, where there's, the arrows are flying and they oh, block okay. block out the sun. It looks like that. There's that many people flying in with their gliders, coming yeah. in to that to that POI. It's It's it, it, my favorite part is when they add a new. Uh, POI and go into those places because it just try to get a high kill game by killing as many people as you can right off the jump. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. I mean, I landed in Tilted almost exclusively for like the first month after it came out because you were guaranteed you were either going to die really quickly and you were just going to start a new game or your team or you were going to get like, you know, five kills, six kills, like a lot of kills, right? That yep. were up for grabs there and made it super fun. I'm not a big fan of kind of like playing the hide and seek version of the Battle Royale. It's a valid playstyle, especially at higher levels, but. Uh, I don't have the patience for when that. When I first played, it was that was the I was like it, it was exhilarating. I was like hiding in houses, like just in the corner, and like moving at the edge of the storm, just <laughs> winning with one two kills. But then you know you ended up trying to you know get better and better. But man, the first couple of months it was like I was playing virtual hide and seek. <laughs> oh yeah, you get your you get your heartbeat going a little bit. You can feel it, especially when it comes down to like the last three people. Oh yeah, no no. Everyone the first couple dude, months yeah. of the game that was that's how that that's how it was played. It was really weird. And then somebody built a one by one. And it was like, oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, you would you would w come to a place that had a, a fight previously, like a few minutes ago, and, that you missed, 
and there will be like one wall and that's it and like just some weapons on the ground and you're like whoa guy was must have been a really good builder that was here like you just see that one or two one wall or one ramp and like that's yeah. how that game was when it first came out but now you know it's it was yeah, the simplicity of it is just something that i think a lot of players also uh, thrive after but if you you know you have to learn to uh, adapt to so much so many more of these new things that uh you know, I, I think it just makes it even more exciting. You know, we, yeah. we have seen we have seen the basics of Fortnite. You know, we have seen that in competitive, I think. But now it's getting to the point where they're just like, how far can we take this? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, well, I think I'm impressed. That was like a very small patch in terms of what was actually came out. And we just did like almost 25 minutes just talking about that. Nice. It's almost yeah. like we talk for a living or something. I don't I don't know. I mean, I could try it. <laughs> I could give it a try, but... You could give it a whirl. It's professional. Um, anyway, the Combine. This is actually something that's super cool. Uh, so they announced this as well as some tweaks to the aiming uh, and controller for controllers, at least, yeah. sensitivity and all, how all that works. So uh, let's go into the Combine first. So this is a creative course, and it's basically like a time trial, but your whole goal is to finish it as fast as possible, essentially. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome, and I'm very curious to see, like, what people get like what the scores people get are and if people start really trying to beat each other's scores etc mm -hmm. i i saw a clip where somebody was uh breaking i think that broke the record on it recently it was uh i mean pe people are it this could, reminds me and just takes me back to the course uh, that like scissors would make all those death runs that people would go through and and then you see how many levels there are there's like there was like 12 levels of just insanity and then like, all right, well, that that's going to take you a half hour. And there's, like, people shredding it in, like, four minutes, three minutes. It's like, oh, oh my God, man. Like, people are getting so impressive with not only, you know, getting good at the game. It's overall, like, you know, how to adjust. But the movement, the style of play that people are kind of innovating with, mm -hmm. you know, just basic building and then, you know, making their moves based on that and, Using that also now with like obstacle courses and things, it, it's it also reminds me of uh, speed running communities that that things like that, like especially yeah, platformer definitely. games. I love I love uh, following speed running games or uh, for different titles um, and watching clips like that. And that's what that's what this kind of reminds me of. So it's 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 really exciting to kind of see that that world kind of mesh with Fortnite because Fortnite's so I I guess um, you know it's so flexible in that way where you, mm -hmm. they can do it anything they want with it yeah especially with some of the vehicles they've added in like you can make like racetracks and stuff but what i'm really excited yeah. about with the combine is that it seems like at least the way they described it and i haven't got to try it yet so I, that's unfortunate i just didn't have enough time today to, to yeah i mean yeah. but um it's pretty cool that they seem to have built this course at least from the way they described it to be something that's going to test your skills so you have to take out enemies you have to shoot you have to build you have to do everything that's like required in an actual fortnite game in some sort of logical progression i guess um that should actually be a pretty good indicator of you know how how talented you are uh at least mechanically right so if somebody's yep. really really good at, at doing this then i i could see that that could be a catalyst for them to go hey look i'm you know one of the top combine scores i should actually like take fortnite a bit more seriously i'm, I'm pretty good at mechanically at least and now i just need to figure out more of the mental aspect of the game that could help me take out you know other players that yep. can can do some of this stuff against me and, and kind of the, the mental game that goes into all that but i think it's really really good that they've added something like this and i'm excited to, i hope that they keep something like this around and that they develop it 
and you know like take feedback see what's working what's not and like actually use it as a way for so that players can measure themselves because in a game like Fortnite, it's really, really good, I think, to have a bar that you can kind of measure yourself against in terms of like, okay, well, all the pro players achieve like a time of at least this on this combine, right? Just mm-hmm. like, you know, in pro- traditional sports, like we know, like, you can't run a 40 at a certain speed. There's 0% chance you're making the NFL. Like, it's just not happening, right? Like, you're not athletic enough. You're not quick enough. You can't yep. jump this way, this high. If you can't bench this much in certain positions, like, you're just, it's not, it's not happening for you. And yeah. I think that uh, that's... To, to kind of bring that sort of analog into the video game world and esports world, I think is actually a really, really cool concept that I'm surprised we haven't seen more games try. And I'm really, like, I'm really, really hopeful that Fort Epic will, like, continue to kind of push this idea forward and really, like, solidify this as, like, an actual way for players who are trying to get better to kind of, like, test their skills or measure themselves against the potential competitive pool and figure out, is this something that I should take seriously? Yeah, this is going to test technical skill and and muscle memory to the to the maximum. Yeah. People that master this course and all and all that that group of people because there's a different level where yeah, you you can master the all the different things that you have to do in Fortnite like a basic Fortnite game run through this training area. It there's a level to it that's missing when it comes to the pressure when yeah, when you if you started playing the game a year ago before any of this stuff was really available, you you learned in actual game playing solos, playing duos. But there was so much pressure while you were learning; it made things so stressful. But it really mm-hmm. separated players and and made that skill gap, I think, uh, really really apparent. And it, but yeah. with these kinds of tools now and this kind of thing, you're going to see p- the the maximum people reach their maximum technicality when it comes to the actual gameplay but it i'm i'm really interested to see how that's going to uh, how players that come in and just absolutely master this part of the game and then take that into the other aspects of the of their games and and see if you know their shots are just completely on point see if their technicalities actually carry over and and basically perfect in the real world in the real game where they're actually playing other players or competing yeah, no, I think you're you're spot on there that, you know, it, it won't necessarily translate, just like pure athletic ability doesn't necessarily translate to a sport, right? But I think the other thing that's going to be key, actually, for this is for the course to not be stagnant or the same. I think there needs to be portions. I think it needs to be randomly generated, so it's almost guaranteed to be different every single time, but at yep. the same difficulty level of the task that you need to accomplish, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you'll get kind of what you alluded to in terms of people memorizing the exact way to go through that specific level or the specific course and it's not necessarily like they're good at Fortnite. they're just good at you know they know exactly what buttons to press and exactly what order to accomplish the task right and obviously you'll need some shooting ability as well but um that's not going to be as helpful as a dynamic course that's constantly changing and evolving and maybe spawns randomly each and every time so it's a new puzzle to an extent but it tests your ability uh in such a way that it can be translated to actual Fortnite in-game skill yep the other part of this update that they mentioned, uh, which I'm actually really stoked about, you know, and I know you probably are too, being a controller player, is the uh, the controller aiming changes. So they've actually added a bunch of different presets, I think 10 uh, controller sensitivity presets, which is gigantic, yep. as well as new aim ass- a new kind of use for the aim assist uh, and a new, a new version of it. Um, yeah, the original aim assist, I mean, had its 
you know, people spamming the L trigger, doing that. It, I wonder how this is going to really affect affect the game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's two things that I think are worth kind of noting here. One is the ability for another target to steal aim assist away, which I'm super happy they're trying to address this because that's actually one of the more annoying things. You'd go to scope in, and it would kind of like pull you to the guy that you're not actually mm-hmm. trying to kill. And it would almost like act as like counter aim assist. It's like, oh, you're trying to get this guy? Nope. Like now yep. you're just going to shoot in between two people randomly. Um, when, so that's people, really, really big. when people used to hide in bushes all the time, uh, my ca- the middle of my, my screen, my aimer would just go past the bush by accident and, and it would pull to it. And mm-hmm. I knew right away that there was somebody in the bush and I shot and I ended up, you know, he ended up getting caught because of the auto aim. It's, it's crazy like that. Yeah, and uh, they've also removed the target snapping, so the left trigger spam, which I think is good. And I think that was overblown. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that a little bit later today um, in terms of that discussion specifically. But I think it's good that they're trying to kind of address that while simultaneously kind of buffing the one thing that was making it really, really frustrating to use left trigger and play console on, which is like that scenario where two people, especially in duos, um, you know, on console, this would be like a viable strategy. Like, say, stay super close to your duo partner and try and kind of position like kind of make a, a triangle with the player that you're attacking and kind of come close and far apart. And that way you can kind of pull the aim away mm-hmm. from from your teammate sometimes and you could keep them alive doing that. Um, super frustrating to play against, super annoying. So I'm glad that they're trying to work that out. I haven't gotten an, in enough games to tell you if it actually has fixed anything. Yeah, I want to um, try some of those presets when I get a chance. Yeah, definitely. Like the sensitivity presets too, that's pretty awesome. It should give players a much bigger range of kind of um, a feel, I guess, for the game and, and kind of really be able to find something that feels right for them. Because sensitivity is such a personal thing. I mean, you'll have some people swearing on ho- low sensitivity, high sensitivity. The ADS has been slightly altered as well. So hopefully now players can kind of find something that, that works for them uh, yeah. a little bit better than they were able to previously. Yeah, it's they're, they're just trying to give you as many options as possible, Jim, yeah. because... As you said, it's such a personal thing. They want to make sure that everybody is, uh, th- that they can at least make sure that the game is playable for as many people as possible. Yeah, especially because, I mean, mouse and keyboard players can fine-tune it so specifically, right? So it's definitely going to be key for uh, for controller players to have some level like that of the same sort of consistency and the same sort of uh, ability to kind of, um, to kind of customize the, the feel of the game for themselves. Yep. Now, I think this is a good time to segue into our hot take section because yeah, the, first, the first hot take uh, comes from a Reddit thread where people are once again, and this is actually like, I think we've discussed this at least at least one other time, maybe twice. Um, there are once, there's once again an uproar over the, the controller players. And it's funny because when I was at the Halo Classic, you know, shout out to UGC for throwing that out. That was an, uh, an amazing tournament. Um, I was talking to Snipe down a little bit. If you guys aren't familiar with him, old school Halo Pro, one of the best in the game, also a really, really good Apex player. And he says the amount of crap he gets from, you know, other Apex, you know, professionals because he uses a controller is unbelievable. And to me, I'm just getting so sick of hearing the the keyboard and mouse players just whine and complain about somebody using a controller. Like, they're at a disadvantage in almost every conceivable possible way. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is continuously continuing continuing to come like over and over and over again like these keyboard players just crying about oh controller players shouldn't like controller players shouldn't be able to have this like little advantage blah 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 
If it was so good and it was such an advantage, every player would be playing on a controller. You don't see that. And there would be way more than like what how many professional Fortnite players use a controller? Like two? Three? At least the top ones, yeah. There's only a couple. And the most people that do play with a controller and still play with a controller or do it because that's how they started or they're just so used to it for so many years and they didn't grow up on PC games. People that or some people that do play on keyboard and mouse did switch over. Uh, but some people have been playing on it for years, and they are so good at all kinds of shooters when it comes to controlling with keyboard and mouse, to the point where they can definitely wipe the floor more more times often than not if they were in a 1v1 against a controller player, regardless of whatever L-trigger, spam, whatever whatever auto-aim that you think, that whatever that you might accuse it of. I mean, it does exist, but it is not something that's such a tool, that's such an assist that... You can say that, oh my God, they're you know they're basically cheating. It's it's not that deep at all. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we really need to kind of deconstruct this argument a little bit just for some of the people who are constantly bringing this up because I don't really want to see this argument anymore. Like, no. you look at the pros for using a controller. L two spam potentially, right? Aim assist kind of can tell you sometimes that somebody's hiding in a bush, like in the old days, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. What are the cons? Well, up until recently, like, again, apparently, you know, they nerfed this, the one con and the one pro at the same time uh, is this, this like, aim drag to a target that you're not targeting. And to two players being too close, or if there was somebody way behind the person you were shooting, sometimes you get pulled towards that person instead of the person close to you. And if you have a shotgun out, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. completely useless. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a big con to using a controller. Then you, you look at lack of sensitivity, lack of ability to fine tune, fine like finally control your motion. Uh, all these things are kind of way fighting against controller players, and they have this like one potential pro that a Fortnite is apparently re removed. Now let's look at the PC side of the argument. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, it's just you making you sick. This argument's oh, making is. you sick. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Low-key. <laughs> you have an insane ability to move around incredibly quickly. Like, you can turn around. You can do a full 180, even if you play on low sensitivity, like, almost instantaneously. So you have a, a faster, like, ability to move around, check, like, look at, look at um, different corners of your screen. You have the ability to play on low sensitivity without, any of, without losing any of the benefit of high sensitivity. What do I mean by that? Well, if you have a big mouse pad or desk area, you can play on low sensitivity and any like 180, you can do a big sweeping motion, whereas low sensitivity for like small aiming, you can kind of do uh, little tiny vibrations to kind of move around, little circles. Whereas a controller player needs to inherently choose, am I going for less accuracy and a higher sensitivity or am I going for smoother, more consistent uh, sensitivity, but that's going to significantly prevent me from being able to do anything if somebody gets to jump on me from behind. That's not a question that any PC player has ever had to ask themselves. No. I The first day, the first game, not exaggerating, the very first game that I played on PC, I got when I got my PC, I fired up, uh, I played a few games CSGO, then I closed CSGO and I played Fortnite, and mm -hmm. I it was glorious. Got to play in way better frame rate than Xbox. And playing with a controller, I knew I was going to be at a disadvantage because I knew right away these players are going to be quick. The One of the players in the game that I came across, the first player that I, because I landed somewhere, I was like, yeah, it's PC, it's PC world, let me land somewhere far away, away from everybody. So the first guy I end up seeing, I 
was probably, I don't know, like 20, 30 feet in game, like away from him, shot him in an open field. He 180 just turned immediately and started building like uh, incredibly fast. But his rea- the way that he was able to spin and just build, it, I mean, it, the fact is like you knew right away, like, all right, this is what I have to deal with this as is a controller a player. It's something that I have to now kind of adapt to. And controller players have done a damn good job, but there is, like you said, such a few. Uh, there's such a tiny amount that actually get to the to that you know to that top tier level yeah. of professional player that are controller based. It's it's everybody else is a keyboard and mouse. So what does that yep. tell you? I have yeah. no idea where this argument's coming from. Yeah, I, I don't either. And then, I mean, the, the one thing that we haven't even talked about, I mean, you briefly mentioned it there, but something that I hadn't kind of mentioned in summarizing the argument, this has all been relative to aiming. I haven't even started to talk about building where you have all four keys at like on underneath your four fingers. You can quickly cycle through things. It's so easy for you to do, whereas controller players legitimately have to, you know, take their their thumb off the aimer. Here's another thing. Controller players, no matter what kind of build you go no matter what kind of controller settings you use there's almost always in every single game an action that you have to take that removes your thumb from your ability to aim like you have to take your thumb off the yep. uh the joystick in order to unless you kind of claw i guess you can claw but that's super bad for your hands like, you can claw you get uh, then you have arthritis in like yeah. 10, 15 years i wouldn't recommend it yeah, I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, There's been some you great can, players who have used it, but... I believe a scuff or a, the, those controllers, that you can map, map the paddles, and yep. the, that's what's recommended uh, if you're a controller player. Obviously, yep. I don't think there's no controller player that's playing with a basic controller. They all have scuffs or, or an elite of some sort. Uh, th- those are the only controllers that you can really use that can, I guess, be formidable against somebody who's on a keyboard and mouse and trying to build against you. Because if you're yeah. on a normal controller, you have to get... There, you know, there, there's not many options, so you're pretty stuck, pretty much mm-hmm. stuck when it comes to uh, combating against them. Yep, 100%. And then if you're talking about somebody playing on a console, well, then you get run into a whole list of other cons for that player, right? Like you're talking about capped frame rates. You're talking about uh, not necessarily changeable fields of view. Like, you know, PC usually has a, a field of view slider. Console usually does not. So there's all these different things where it's just like, the advantages are so heavily stacked in the PC favor and in the keyboard mouse favor that the fact that anyone's crying about controller players like this just just has to stop. Like you're just bad. Like that's yeah. it. Like you're just not good at the game. If you were better, then you wouldn't be crying about this. And the fact that I see pro players crying about it sometimes just blows my mind. Like even great yeah. players, like I think like Mongrel or something made a tweet about it, um, saying like LOL, like goodbye controller players. Like bro, like what are you doing? You know, I want to leave it. At, I want to leave it at leave it at this. If you have you have people that don't want the control that that think that the controller players are cheating and they you know they're playing on a keyboard and mouse and all that, the whole aspect comes down to everyone admits there are games, there are specific games that you play with a keyboard and mouse that you should definitely play with a keyboard and mouse always recommended there are also a lot of games that people recommend you play with a controller call of duty is one of them people always recommend you got to play call of duty with a controller that's just that type of game gears of war another one where people think you really have to play with a controller now there are two mainly console games honestly but there's no hiding the fact that the console community is huge just as big as the pc community because consoles are really powerful 
Yeah, PCs are getting even more popular now. They're more as popular than ever. But the fact still remains that there is such a large amount of gamers in general that are controller players that they're now with the way that technology is getting, we're having these games that give us the opportunity to cross-play. So you're getting oper- you're going to have a lot of instances where people are playing on different peripherals than you. And if you want to have that flexibility, you want to have that, that freedom, that convenience, everyone's got to get used to this fact and not complain about it because well, at the end of the day, there is no advantage. And they do their the, – every game does their best to make sure that it's an even playing field as much as they can. And and let, let me just say, I mean, I'm not even going to mention aimbots that, that people get on keyboard and mouse. Like I was oh, playing yeah. CSGO yesterday and there was a guy hacking in the game. I mean – it was just that right there tells you like there's so many more advantages that people on PC can get that low key even like that will people will never know but them like some sort of client they're running console like console players come from such a different realm you know yeah. we're we're much more humble I believe you know <laughs> unless you talk to certain Call Call of Duty players or certain Gears players they come off as loud but they're just passionate the, the yeah. controller players the 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 area they come from cross playing with PC players. They do not have the advantage. It comes down to accuracy at the end of the day. And the, Fortnite has bloom forever for all the you know that matter. So yep. what 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 L trigger? Yeah, it, it helps with auto aim or aim assist and whatever you want to whatever the verb that you want to use on it. But it, it PC, I mean the I I play keyboard and mouse with so many other games, with every other game actually, but Fortnite. And the only reason I really I don't play it with keyboard and mouse is because there's so many goddamn buttons. There's the with the way the weapon inventory and the building, like yep. you have to you cannot play with default. There's no way you play with default because you have to have you have to have like somehow longer fingers than me, which I don't even know how that's possible. My fingers are like tele like each one's like a telephone pole. So <laughs> if you can't reach the F1 through F4 key to build on those default, like you're obviously changing your binds. So you're gonna either figure it out yourself or if you're you know at least somewhat, you know, you have like a researchable attitude where you're going to go on say Reddit or somewhere and then be like, what are the best key binds for me? For me, I did try it. I did try it, but it is way harder than it seems, especially for Fortnite, for games like Overwatch, for games like CSGO, they're a lot more simplistic, I believe. So there's so many less keys that you need to worry about for Fortnite. It is a very difficult game. Keyboard and mouse players are insane at this game. They are so so much more technical when it comes to the actual game itself. Controller players, man, that's why it's so much more impressive to me when I see a controller player whooping ass because of that. Yeah, same here, man. Well that's said, all, amen. I, I think that's when all, yeah, that's all needs to be said. I, yeah, I, I think we, we wrap it like that. Shout out to Nick Merckx, holding it down for us controller players out there. Um, the other hot take that I wanted to discuss was, and I think this will lead us kind of nicely into our last uh, section as well before questions. Um, yeah. Mongrel said he's not competing in the Cash Cup yeah. this weekend. Uh, not playing this. Uh, you know, you can read that word yourself. Uh, you can read the second half of that that yourself. Actually, there's there's a lot of uh, stuff in there that I don't necessarily want to want to say. But um, basically, his his you know his apparent argument is that you know everyone's dying right away in these games the end zones are not fulfilling there's like 20 people alive after the first circle so basically what happens is you have a bunch of fights and then for the next like you know 10 to 15 minutes you're basically playing like 
let's traverse the Fortnite map. And, you know, you might run into one other person or one other duo or whatever it is, your trio or whatever you're playing, but everyone's gone and the map is barren and it just becomes like this, you know, let's mine for 15 minutes, bringing you back to the good old days of Fortnite. Yeah. When people would just sit around and mine for like the first like 10 minutes of the game. Uh, and that's kind of what it feels like in the mid game right now. And I don't think Mongrel's alone and kind of being frustrated in how not necessarily fun that feels. Like, I think a lot of the competitive Fortnite players at the highest levels, especially, have become addicted to that end game state with, you know, a small circle and 50 people left. And everybody's just kind of trying to kill each other. And it's just this insane, chaotic war zone that almost looks like, you know, the Fortnite version of like a world war where you just have guns and bullets flying everywhere and people are holed up in certain areas and shooting at each other and you, you can't you can't even stick your head out without getting shot at right yeah. um so yeah i mean it's kind of interesting that he's decided that he's gonna sit this one out um i haven't seen too too many other pros kind of echoing the sentiment but i think it's not as rare as it might seem i just i i think it's a smart idea for him to sit out now he can just rake in like 100k viewers for just having a viewership party for for the cash cup itself uh but in, in in all honesty he i see his frustration this reminds me of a dark day in fortnite where you would play at any game mode or any solo really and it would be 20 live at the end of the first day like a regular solo game and I'm like, oh my. it's just like those were so taxing to get through. You had to just spend a lot of mid-game just traversing, doing a whole lot of nothing. Yep. So I see his frustration because he is a very fun player to watch. And, uh, you know, watching him, uh, you know, try and just mine for 10 minutes, that's, like, definitely not something that uh, I imagine that he wants to, you know, worry worry about doing. It, make, make some extra cash on and, and some get some extra subs on Twitch and just host a viewing party for for it instead. Uh, don't play in it in, in that case. Yeah, yeah, it's not a terrible idea. Um, but it's interesting that he's going to sit this out. I mean, these guys, esports pros, their careers are so short that, you know, personally, I think any opportunity you have to kind of make some money, cement yourself. I mean, obviously, he's already very well established as one of the best players in all of Europe. But still, any any ability and any opportunity that you're given to kind of cement that and break in some extra cash, I think you should take. But right, what do I know? I'm just a lowly commentator, a pundit <laughs> on the side of things. That's um, all. That's yeah, all that we are. All relegated, relegated to the sidelines. But I think you know this kind of opens up the floor for you know what is our last topic of the night here in, in terms of the state of the game. So I know we don't have too much time left, but I, I kind of want to get your thoughts and your impressions on, you know, where the game is right now. Maybe, you know, overall, as well as kind of in context and in comparison to a couple weeks ago when we kind of left off. And I think that was, I, unless I'm missing an episode in my brain, I believe that was an episode where we both ranted at significant points for significant lengths about yes. things so, we were not very happy with. I'm sure the hiatus frightened a, f a few of you uh listening because <laughs> you probably thought that we just got up and quit after that but I, I i'm glad you mentioned that dave because i was just thinking that those few weeks off that was a good thing because i had a little bit of time to breathe and you know relax on on everything and and realize you know the way that the game is moving right now uh in, in its current state they're still trying to you know, try different things with the competitive and make sure that everybody in every region is, you know, in, in a fair competitive environment. Because, man, a lot of people were saying, like, don't forget the World Cup was decided in six games, which is insane to think about. Just six games solely. It's wild. And so 
being able to have all these different avenues that you can compete with uh, and try and expand your your brand and your your skills and you know also trying to get on that board of uh, you know highest played Fortnite players it, it'd be nice too so I mean the, there's so many players that are still sticking with it uh, that can yeah. see that there's still so much more that needs to be done with Fortnite and, the, and player why would players walk away if they're in such a great spot? Uh, you know, skill skill wise with the game, you know, it's it's tough to learn another game. You you know, just because you're pro, a pro player in one game, if you're you know labeled as a pro gamer, yes, that that means you're usually well rounded in all kinds of games. But a lot of the times, you can't just go right into another game and become a pro yeah. player in that game. It's very different, especially for Fortnite. Fortnite is a very unique game, as we know. So uh, mm-hmm. there's no other build shooters, nothing like it. Uh, it, it, right now, uh, as far as the battle royales go, even like battle royales, the other ones out there, PUBG, uh, Apex Legends, Apex. things like yeah. that. So, you know, this game, third person, totally different uh, on so many other levels. So, players right now are sticking with it because they're still having fun. I think with the game, if they're if they're able to deal with a lot of the crap that goes on, because I, I feel like there's like a few a week or two of just like absolute like this game, I can't stand it. The meta always shifts, regardless of what happens when it comes to the mechs, when it comes to this, when it comes to that. Everything gets shifted in a certain way, and and really, it, it, that that's all what the players are now kind of like working towards, but it's still hard when you still have all these curveballs thrown at you. It's in it, eSport unlike any other, so... You got to give Fortnite its props for that. It is definitely a tier one esport because it's uh, just something so damn unique at this point. Yeah, it's definitely really, really unique. Um, I think, you know, the meta shifts are something that every game has to deal with. And I think players, you know, are kind of becoming a little bit accustomed but, to them. Right. In the, um, in, in the most extreme way, Fortnite has to do it because a, yeah. a lot of games do, but Fortnite does it right before events and right, such and right. such. And I mean, most games shift the metas by kind of tweaking the, the stats on items or champions' abilities or something, right? So like an example yeah. would be like, okay, we're going to slightly nerf the shotgun damage and slightly buff the SMG damage and see if that gets more players to elect to use an SMG close range rather than a shotgun or, you know, the other way around or slightly buff this assault rifle or nerf that one and kind of really try and tinker with things that way. Fortnite is like, we're just dropping bombs in here every week. We're giving you new items. <laughs> yeah. We're giving you new this. Um, overall, I'll say this season, I have not been the biggest fan of. I think, you know, they kind of put themselves. It's tough when the first thing that the thing in the thematic approach to the season is such a off the mark kind of strategy in terms of like the mechs and stuff, because they set all the season challenges, right, to have that stuff in it. And they're not going to just take that yeah. out. So, yep. That kind of put them in a really bad spot. I think, though, recently they have been making good, positive changes. Um, stuff that, you know, like the shield. Oh, my God. Shield bubbles. Yes, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, the shield bubbles, I think, are good. You know, bringing back the bouncer, I think, are good. Um, you know, they nerfed the mechs into oblivion. And, you know, they're still there and they're still stuck yeah. to kind of encounter. But they're nowhere near as oppressive as they were at the beginning of this season. So I think... Um, and the other big thing, I think, is this matchmaking change, which I think, you know, it might go overlooked, but I think this is really going to set Fortnite up in the future to kind of be able to accomplish both goals simultaneously, where they can help those newer players or those players who are significantly worse at the game get those Ws. Meanwhile, the players who are really, really good at the game can have a competitive game that feels stable. Uh, we didn't even talk about the Batman thing. I think this is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, bringing Batman into the game and... Uh, you know, you mentioned Gotham. 
uh, city kind of being where tilted towers used to be, and it's pretty cool. Um, I said I would never buy another skin, man, and then they got to release the dark, <laughs> dark night skin. They got to release come the Batman. On, skin. It's like they were listening to you or something. Come um, on. So yeah, I think right now the game is in a much better place than it was when we left off with the show last time. Okay. Um, although I would still like, you know, I would still, still like the like focus you. to be. Yeah, there still needs to be a little bit of a work. <laughs> I think there needs to be a focus on the competitive side and kind of really make it so that you know, like this matchmaking change. Find other ways that are less obtrusive to the people who really are trying to dedicate themselves to this game and take this game super seriously. Um, things that can help the newer players without hamstringing those players at the top end. So that's kind of how I see Fortnite right now. Um, but if you guys, you know, at home are watching, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. What, where you think the game is, what you think Fortnite is doing right, what you think it's doing wrong, what are the problems. Um, kind of all that being said, you know, if you guys have questions for us next week, uh, you know, you can tweet them at, you know, myself, you can tweet them at Tyler, uh, you can tweet them at UGC all week long. Uh, we'll kind of accumulate those and we will discuss them next week. Um, also, Clips of the Week. We'll be back with Clips of the Week next week. Unfortunately, today was just insane day for me and I, I didn't really have time to, to find some of the clips that I would have liked to find and aggregate those. And with us coming back into it, we figured we'd kind of do a little bit of a more breakdowny kind of approach than, you know, some of the, the usual stuff that we do. But uh, next week, we'll definitely be back with Clips of the Week. So if you have a cool yep. clip, submit it to us. Um, if you find one on the internet, just share it. To, even if it's not yours, be like, hey, look at this insane clip that, you know, this guy posted <laughs> something somewhere. Send those our way. If they're on Reddit or something or, uh, you know, trending on Twitter, we'll find them and we'll see them most likely. But mm. um, if something's buried, if it's one of your friends or you that pulls this off, hey, send it our way. We'd love to see that. Agreed. Agreed. So make sure you guys send them our way. Just n nothing too. Nothing is too crazy, uh, especially for the show. Yeah, we've seen some. We've seen some nutty ones on here. Um, I think at some point we really should just do a clip show where we compile all the clips that we've ever seen on this Best show. Clips of all like, time. Yeah, and just kind of figure out who the the current that would be amazing. Is. And then vault all the. We'll we'll do it Fortnite style. We'll vault all the other clips, and then we'll I move like that, that one clip forward into the future. And I like that. future clip contest, maybe we'll bring that the, the winning. We'll clip. Bring that one to Fortnite too. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys, you've been with us this whole time. We love you. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back next week. No more hiatus. Tell to talk yeah. is back. Fear not, fear not, my children. The authorities have returned. Much Get love, guys. Time. We'll catch you soon. <laughs>